at the intersection of ideas and action. This is Longitude Soundbites, where we bring innovative insights from around the world directly to you. Hello, listeners. I'm Tony Zhou, a Longitude Fellow from Yale University. Today's episode features part two of a conversation I shared with Brett Faneuf. Brett is the co-director of the Mayflower Autonomous Ship 400 project and the founder and chief executive of Submergence Group and M-Subs. In addition, he is one of three founding board members of Promare, a nonprofit 501c3 organization that advocates for marine exploration around the globe. In our second episode of the series, Brett and I discuss his vision for the Mayflower 400, his role models, and qualities students should develop as they enter the workforce. We start our conversation with Brett sharing unexpected surprises throughout the project and his vision for the Mayflower 400. Where do you see sort of this this project going in terms of like your vision for it? But then at the same time, then the sort of part B of that question is like, what's along your journey right now, what's uh, one thing from this project that your team has accomplished that you didn't expect to happen? Where do I see it going? Um, I'd like it not to break anymore. That would be good, but the ocean will see to it. So I'm not worried about that. It's definitely going to be broken many, many times and that's okay. You know, I like the idea that it doesn't have a goal. So yeah, we wanted to cross the Atlantic um, and we will. But sometimes the goal is just to explore. Yeah. So it doesn't have to go someplace specifically. Maybe it follows a trend in the ocean and something it detects. Maybe it just goes out and detects something unique, right? And I'd like to get to the point in some years where we could deploy an AI on the Mayflower or something like it, where it could detect something unusual maybe it's on a mission to go survey do what they call you know an atlantic meridial transect right so right down the middle of the atlantic north to south and it finds something unusual and without needing to be told maybe in concert with satellite support where there may be distributed space-based um, containerized ai systems which is happening right with instantaneous access to the global corpus of knowledge about the ocean, that the system itself could decide that that was really unique or say, you know what? My humans might really would like to know about this and, and, and know that it should, within the context of the boundaries of its mission, make a judgment to deviate, to chase that data because it was discovering something new, truly unique. That would be my vision for it. I think it's going to take a long time but I think it's really an applied research project. And so that's why we're doing it the way we're doing it. Yeah. And then what have I discovered within the context of this project? What has been the most unexpected thing? Yeah. That... Wow. Well, uh, it won't be a technological thing. I guess if I had to pick one, it, it's, it's really, even though I understand how fast it moves, the speed at which computing power is advancing is staggering that's and things we didn't think we could do five years ago we can do now you know in the palm of my hand so that's cool but it's not unexpected i think the most unexpected thing about it has been how interested so many people have been 
And I often say that it's because nobody did anything last year and we just had happened to do something. I don't know, but I, I guess the most unexpected thing out of it was that IBM has been brilliant. Uh, they've been fantastic to work with. Uh, they have really blown me away with their generosity. And we've had the great pleasure to work with a broad slice of that company and never meet a person that we didn't like that didn't have a genuine and profound interest in what we were doing and what they did. And what I think they, they said something really funny. They said that it's, it's quite odd that it took an unmanned vessel that has nobody on it, right? An AI based ship to humanize AI. Right. And no. that's the most unexpected thing that this sort of autonomous vessel that just, you know, this sort of space shaped looking boat is very humanizing. And, you know, I got up in the middle of the night once when it was going out to sea, you know, we were like 400 miles offshore in the first attempt to cross. And I, I logged into the portal and there's like 30,000 people logged in looking at the camera feed from the vessel. That's been really unexpected. You know, and it, that has really been overwhelming and, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of the level of interest, but I'm still baffled by it. But well, you just said it really ties in how you said, you know, you value people, like even though you're interested in tech, you value people, you value connecting with people and to see this project and so many people become invested in it. Yeah, I can only imagine that it's super overwhelming. And it's know. awesome. I mean, and they're all fun and interesting and brilliant, you know, you know, asking about the vessel and it does literally get overwhelming. And so we have to post more to answer questions. But now we've built this chat bot that's really super hyper sophisticated that can synthesize data across the across all the instrumentation on the ship and sort of the really fascinating thing that can actually mine the data and produce a synthesized response. That's awesome. That's IBM. But that'll help us talk to people more. Yeah. But yeah. And the, the whole thing that's really shocked me about this unmanned autonomy AI project is like the level of interest and the number of people and then the... The, the fantastic people we have the pleasure to work with right oh that that's that's a very uh unique response i thought you were going to tell me like all oh, this one specific aspect of this project you know yeah, so. people that's been the best part that's why I, I i'm more and more encouraged every day unless i'm discouraged about a lot of things in the world but this is one of these things like ai and this drive towards this augmented intelligence. I'm more and more encouraged about the possibility that we're not completely doomed every day that I work in this particular area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's true. And even like people panicking about climate change, this is like one of the fundamental things we could actually do to not Mayflower per se, but like this type of thing, this yeah. technology can actually help us get our arms around, you know, maybe it's okay. Maybe there's a lot we don't know. Maybe Maybe it's not as bad as we think, or maybe it is, but maybe we'll also discover answers that we can't even contemplate or formulate questions for right now that will help us. And so I'm on the side of science. And if these are the people I get to work with in this field, then I'm actually more hopeful. Right. You know, again, relating to people uh, along your path, who's someone who's been very influential in your life, um, who they've impacted you and uh, how they've maybe shaped how you think about the world or that's super easy i can give you like three people right off i can give you four okay absolutely that is super easy so first and foremost my mom and my dad okay beyond all of the people in my life um who 
worked hard every day of their life, who I was the first person in my family to go to college, go to university, right? Um, who believe profoundly in education and really had strong moral centers and had extremely uh, deep work ethics. And that we didn't grow up very much, we grew up quite poor, but there wasn't a day that they didn't put us first and work hard to improve our life and always valued education above all things and always supported for the most part, the choices I made and wanted the best for me and can't say enough about them. They were the absolute number one and two or the joint number one place. And then in university, an absolutely brilliant and wonderful woman, uh, Elizabeth Will, who was a scholar par excellence in Roman history and archeology span later in life, working in uh, marine sonic technology, a company when I had left grad school to do some work in, in industry and underwater sonar imaging technology, worked with Marty Wilcox, who is probably the smartest person I've ever had the great pleasure to, to meet and taught me more in the few years I worked for him than the entirety of my education to that point. And most importantly, beyond all other things, gave me the best example beyond my parents of putting your ego aside and that being right and wrong was were factual matters and not emotional matters. That's very uh, profound and very uh, humble, I think, uh, especially like someone who leads this, you know, com company that is very innovative at the same time. What, in your opinion, because, you know, for, for people like myself or young emerging professionals, like what is the most important trait you would say someone would need to to embody to work oh, either that's easy. That's work easy. or to work in the intersection of AI. Oh, that's easy. And it's universal. Is uh, we, we suffer broadly from a decision-making disorder in our society. We keep seeking consensus and we keep looking for somebody else to be in charge and somebody else to be responsible. And, you know, innovation is not a consensus sport, right? Um, I don't mean you don't work with people. Obviously, I work with hundreds of people that I respect. But all of those people that are, are successful have a common trait, which is they'll make a choice and they'll accept the responsibility that comes with that authority. And then they accept their failures and their successes with grace. So I think you need to bear in mind that the consequence of an incorrect decision is trivial universally in almost all things because there were many many billions of years when you didn't exist and there will be many many billions of years when you don't exist again part in the middle is extremely short and if the choice you're making will not lead to your death or somebody else's then i would submit to you that the consequence of not acting is significantly more dire than the consequence of making a choice that might be incorrect, because in the end, you have that tiny amount of time. And while time sort of time isn't the most important thing, but because your life is finite, it absolutely is one of the primary qualities. So my advice to you is make decisions and take chances and try things. And it's all, you know, it's the trite answer, but so what? You make a mistake, everybody does. So what? Your business fails. Fine, start another one. Take a job, work with people you trust, 
but be the guy who will make the call, right? Be the guy who don't be looking around like, well, whose responsibility? It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I strongly encourage people to be the guy in the room who puts his hand up and says, I'll do it and mm-hmm. take a shot. You know, you might get it wrong. Fine. Yeah. That, don't yeah. be the guy who didn't do anything <laughs> except think about doing something in the time you have. Yeah. Yeah. That, that helps a lot. I mean, I think again, the, your answers is it takes, you know, someone could have just said time, value time or value discipline or this, but I think it's, it's very nice to just hear all of it uh, enveloped. Yeah. In. So I read one of the articles that was published on, on you and it, you had a quote where you said, you know, you said, uh, I want kids to be fearless and to have the determination to achieve. It's about science and adventure and rekindling a sense of wonder. Um, yep, totally. And so. Isn't it a sad place if you think everything's already been discovered? Doesn't it make the world sort of sad? Right. Because it's also not true. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think in the, in the news, maybe like a week or two ago, it was saying how they found like some planet or something like that that's even closer to the sun than 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 what we've been taught yeah well what's really weird is like you know even on our own planet i mean not a day goes by that we don't find a new species or of virus or bacteria or plankton or bizarre new what we would call i guess they call extremophiles organisms in the sea right living in impossible places living in impossible pressure impossible depth and in in things that are unimaginable and then you know someone might have the audacity to say that there's no life on other planets in our soul nonsense it's (laughs) we just haven't figured out how to look and we'll look right we're going to look and we're going to look more and more and that's really important but we also need to look here more i mean there's so much we don't understand i mean about the deep ocean about those processes in the deep sea we really barely scratching the surface and then you know you go out in the ocean with a bucket and you pick up a bucket of water, you take it back to a laboratory. I guarantee you in every bucket that everyone takes out, there's something in there that no one has ever seen before. The Longitude of Imagination series provides its listeners an opportunity to learn how professionals in different sectors approach imagination and how ideas turn into action for the good of humanity. The Mayflower 400 would be the first fully autonomous vessel to sail across the Atlantic, a feat that would allow us to explore uncharted waters. Yet it's quite remarkable that Brett still feels overwhelmed by the huge following this project has attracted. From our interview, I see not only a deep thinker, but also someone who is raised to value hard work and creative thinking by a supportive network of family and mentors. Pursuing big ideas requires courage, the courage to take risks and accountability for the decisions we make. Most importantly, the courage to fail gracefully and carry on the next day. We hope you enjoyed today's segment. Please feel free to share your thoughts over social media and in the comments, or write to us at podcast at longitude.site. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time for more unique insights on Longitude Soundbites.